Thank you for double-clicking your mouse tonight. You're listening to the Midnight Frightcast in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Hey everybody, welcome to the Midnight Frightcast, episode number 71. This is a special cast. All of them are special, but this one is even more special because it is the last cast of the year. Wow, it's been another year that we've been doing this. Wow. That's... I am your host for the evening, Greg the Movie Guy. Sitting to my left is the doctor of everything else, Patrick. Hey everybody, how's it going? To my front is the other man in the room. The guy who likes to watch. It's the other guy in the room. God damn it. It's okay though. It's the first time. I'll get it right next year. That's all right. The other guy in the room. <laughs> we'll probably have another name for you anyway. Right. The princess of podcast. That may stick. Douchebag on the other side of the table. <laughs> it is Josh. That's <laughs> me. We are again missing Maddie. I think she's uh she's, she's abandoned ship. <laughs> she, she, yeah, she she took the uh, she took the exit ramp and is seems to no longer be wanting we to miss do Maddie. this with. We do miss yeah, her. She's, we miss her. Yeah. So uh well, she'll We'd be like back. to know where she is. She'll be back next year, we hope. And uh we'll we'll talk some movies with her once uh, she gets back. But until then, it's episode seventy one. It is January 30th. We are kissing 2020 at the moment. We watched the trailer. We watched the trailer for The Turning. What did we think of The Turning? I think Finn Wolfhard's going to have a big year. Holy shit. I think Finn Wolfhard has been like having like a century (laughs) because he's been getting everything. But here's the cool thing about The Turning with Finn Wolfhard is he's not playing this like 80s kid you know what mm-hmm. i mean like you got that ghostbusters feel mm-hmm. and that stranger yeah. things feel it's something completely different that you've seen him in it so, looks a lot darker than anything he's ever done 100 right. yeah so i'm excited to see him kind of go a different direction knowing that he can always come back because he's doing stranger things for season four and everything so mm-hmm. but it's nice to see him kind of <laughs> leap out of that um kind of that safety net yeah and yeah. And, and walk into something a little bit darker I think it was really cool, though. Again, creepy kids. It's just kind of the thing anymore. I feel like uh, next year we're going to get a lot of those creepy kid movies. Mm-hmm. It, and it doesn't really bring a lot of different stuff to the table. Mm-hmm. But I like these different takes on ghost story kind of yeah. films. So, yeah, uh, you know, it's I don't know if I'll chase this one in the theater or not, but um, it, it looks kind of cool. To me, they threw so much at me they did. in yeah. this trailer. It was hard for me to focus on what the hell was going on. So I don't know what story is behind it to entice me to go see it. Mm-hmm. If I could know more about what was going on, I would say, you know, this is something that's really going to bring me in, even draw me to the theater. I'm like you, Josh. I don't think I'm going to chase it. Yeah, I'll catch it when it's out on DVD, if it's streaming or whatever. I'll definitely watch it for the top 10 of 2020. Right. Mm -hmm. But it just didn't leave me with enough to pull me in, to draw me in. I would probably go check it out on a Tuesday or a Thursday. Uh, You know, that's a possibility. Uh, The five five dollar night. Yeah, I... I'm intrigued by it because it felt very much like a rated R the others. Mm, I don't know okay. if anybody else caught those vibes. Okay. I that's just kind of how I was feeling, you know, big house, creepy kids. Right. The uh the nanny kind of takes over that Nicole Kidman role mm-hmm. that she played in there and actually kind of looked like her a little bit too, which was weird. 
but just seeing what they do with it because you get those PG-13 horror movies that just kind of leave you wanting a little bit more. Right. And that was the one thing that I really that disappointed me about the others was it was just like it's so close to being something that could be really cool. Right. And I'm wondering if this is what that could be. Yeah. I'm, so, yeah. I'm getting sick of those right those those PG-13 horror films that come out just right. because they want to target a younger get the larger audience. audience it's yeah. it just ruins fucking movies it's, so it's cheap. much. It's cheap. Um, it does have the feeling also of uh, a movie that came out a couple years ago called The Boy, mm-hmm. um, where a, a nanny shows up. Ah, but, yes. Uh, it's got that that feel to it also, mm-hmm. but I can see that that other's vibe. There's just, there was not one shot in this film that I have not seen before in other films that have this same tone. So it feels um, – it's it's a recycled film. It feels it's a little kind of recycled, yeah. Okay, yeah. sure. But again, Finn Wolford in a different kind of role intrigues me a little bit. Maybe that's so. the hook then. Go and see what he can do. But yeah, I, right. I definitely go and check it out on a discounted movie night For or sure. even wait to see if it pops up on a streaming service somewhere. Yeah, right. So yep. cool. All right. Let's kick it. That and releases, by the way, January wow. 24th. So right. that is right out of the gate. Pretty it is much, the yeah. third horror film that's coming out in January. It's coming out behind The Grudge, which is January 3rd. So this coming oh, nice. Friday. Oh, wow. Okay. And then Underwater comes out January 10th. I saw a trailer for uh, Underwater the other day. We reviewed Underwater a few weeks ago. I'm pretty sure. Um, no, we didn't. We've talked. We about, talked about. We talked about. It, it was yeah. one of the the one of the movies oh, that we're looking, we're looking forward to yeah, yeah, okay, for 2020. Yeah. We talked yeah. about it, but I saw a trailer for it the other day. Hmm. Yeah. I I um, want to say I'm intrigued to see it, but I feel like they gave away too much in the trailer. I'm super interested in it. Yeah, so, you'll have to let yeah. me know if it's any good or not yeah. because I am kind of <laughs> right shut down true. on it. So you were shut down on Kristen Stewart. That was the whole. That thing doesn't help. Doing. It doesn't yeah. help. But I, I, I can forgive an actor if the story looks good, right? And I'm just, I'm not feeling this one, right? So let me know if it's good, and I can definitely change my mind. Otherwise, yeah, because I'd like to see what she does with it because she has really started to break out of that whole crap Twilight mm-hmm. shit that she did a hundred percent back then, uh, right? Because mm-hmm. the movie she's choosing now really makes a difference. Yeah, she did a couple of this last year that were super just off. Mm-hmm. the wall of what she normally yeah. does. So she did a movie called Personal Shopper. That was actually really interesting. Well, even a couple of years ago, and I wish I could remember the band that it's based on, but her and the Fanning Dakota sister, Fanning. Dakota yep, Fanning. Yep. I can't remember. What, what band? They did Pat the one. Benatar with, uh, and, yeah, Joan Jett. And, oh, Joan Jett. That's uh, yeah, what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Runaways. Was it yep. The Runaways? Yeah. 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 Cool. All right, let's rock and roll to it's the news. news, news, news. <laughs> I'm not gonna fucking say anything. <laughs> Who has got some news that they would like to discuss? I've got two items. You've got one. I've got one. So why don't I go first and do then, it? Because Josh, you don't have any. I don't got shit. All right. <laughs> Both of mine are from Dread Central. Uh, but the first one, Stephen King was the fifth highest paid author in 2019, taking in $17 million for his books alone. Wow. Dang. That's just his books, not his movies. And he was only topped by J.K. Rowling, who was number one, making an estimated $92 million What the hell did alone. she write? It's everybody's still buying. Harry Potter? Harry Potter. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. So, gotcha. I mean, it's not extremely horror-related, but, I mean, the king of horror. Right. That right. guy's making Bank. Why are we not shocked that he's in the news? Yeah. yeah. So that was it. That really short. And he's got like four hundred more movies coming out. He really next does. He's year, got so. he's got like twenty some in twenty yeah. some different movies adaptations mm-hmm. and everything else right. that they're working on. So it was crazy. Crazy. 
didn't I see that there was a uh, somebody had posted that they were start or they were talking about doing a uh, a carry series? Yes, I yeah. posted that yeah, to yeah. our messenger. That's the what other I day. thought. That upsets me. Yeah, there's no need. No, absolutely none. I don't know how you drag that out. I don't either. Series. No, I don't either. And um, it's, there's a. I mean, there's a clear like beginning, ending, like middle mm-hmm. that you can tell in a ninety minute. Yeah. I could I could Span? see where it could potentially be episodic, but I think you're going to ruin the essence of what Carrie is. What? Yeah, there's no there's no point unless they yeah. try to expand her universe a little bit or something like that. But it's not worth it. Not no. really at all. Yeah. No, Carrie in itself is a solid story, and I wouldn't have, leave it alone. I wouldn't have picked that no. as a series. No, no. no. Uh, he's got so many other options no. um, that he could drag out into a an episodic yeah. uh, series. That's it. That's all? Well, for that that one, I have another one. So go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead because okay. I'll, I'll wrap it up with another one. Slipknot lead singer, and I wish Maddie was here so she could talk about this, but I will take that that turn. Slipknot frontman Corey Taylor has just completed his first horror screenplay. I'm excited, intrigued, and a little nervous about what this could uh, turn out to be, just mm-hmm. given what uh, other singers that have turned horror movie directors right. have mm-hmm. turned in. Yeah. Rob Zombie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, no, I think it'd be interesting. You know, it's it's uh, it's intriguing to see what other artists are capable of, or what they have going through their minds, especially for a uh, a singer like Corey Taylor right. from Slipknot to right. see what he'll uh, yeah. what uh, where his mind is at when he comes out with a horror movie. So, what subgenre do you think he wrote in? Like, what do you think he did? I mean, Slasher sits at the top of my mind, Probably, right? but you, you look at what uh, zombie did with house of a thousand. I don't know that I could call that a slasher. That was, I don't know what you'd call that. Is that, I think it's closest to slashers you're going to get without, I don't know outside of that, what you would call, would you go torture porn? No, no, I call it torture porn. No, hmm. I wouldn't call it even close to that. Really? I don't know then. I don't know. I but, it's I, I feel like it's going to be gross and bloody and disgusting. Probably, but uh, slasher would probably be as, about as mm-hmm. close as I would consider. Right. So that's what I got. And for my second piece of news, still from Dread Central, and still related to Stephen King, the release of Doctor Sleep on DVD will sport a director's cut that adds twenty eight minutes. Holy crap! How long is the original film? cut? Just it was longer. Two, it, was, it, it was a little. I was thinking two hours twenty, right around there. Wow. Standby, I'll check. So about three hour cut. That'd be uh, that'd be okay uh, with that. Depends on what they do with it. Yep, it's all unseen footage, obviously. What could they have cut out of that fucking movie that you feel like you missed from reading the book? Sure. Say you didn't read the book. Ooh, two and a half hours. So it's going to be two fifty then. Well, no, almost three. It'll be three hour movie. Yeah. yeah. It'll be a three hour cut. I'd be okay with that. Even from reading the book, I don't. I don't know what more they can add into it. I know there were some characters cut out of it that maybe mm-hmm. they had filmed. Mm-hmm. Right. And they cut those scenes out. But I just, I thought he did a good job of editing the book into a film. Right. Is it, is it flow in that two and a half hours? I think so. Well? I thought so anyway. Right. <clears throat> so adding to it, I don't know what's, I mean. I don't get it. I'm interested in seeing. I'm going to buy the DVD regardless. Unless it's just I like the too. studio is things that the studio made him cut. No, he he actually approached them. Let me jump back. Made him cut very possibly. Mm-hmm. But when he approached the studio and said, I want to release a director's cut, they said, absolutely, that's what you're going to do. Okay. They they agreed with him wholeheartedly. But as towards forcing him to cut anything out of it, I don't right. know that. Because, I mean, really, too, like, you're looking at theaters, unless you're showing fucking Lord of the Rings or something like 
epic like that, mm-hmm. who wants to sit through a three-hour fucking horror right. film? Yeah. Right. No, a two and a half hours is even stretching it. But it's interesting how there's been this shift that horror films are getting longer. Yeah. It's, it's different kinds of horror films, though, because I think you're I talking agree. like Ari Aster-type films. Exactly. That are like the Midsummers and mm-hmm. the Hereditaries. Yeah, right. yeah. Stephen yeah. King can be like that, too, because they sit more on that drama horror mm-hmm. than they do exactly. in like the right, – right. The, the wow the mm. slow burn the slow burn, slow burn versus like the slasher right thrasher type yeah i don't think i'd want to sit through a three-hour slasher. oh god that would bore the hell out of me yeah no i that would lose all the fun yeah exactly so i'd be interested in checking that out i really like dr sleep yeah. you know i'm, I'm excited to go read the, so i don't i don't know the yet. release date exactly but it is in january nice okay cool, cool. good to know good to know that's it. That was what? That was the news. That was the... That was the news. News, news, news. Much love, Josh. I know. Maybe we'll have something in the new year. All right. Rolling along. What has everybody been watching? Anything exciting besides Christmas movies? I've watched more 2019 films. This year I've watched over... I believe it was over 90 Films. Where the hell do you find the time to watch that many movies? 90 2019 films? 90 2019 films. Wow. It's insane. Okay. And you were afraid you weren't going to have enough for a top 10? No, I wasn't afraid of that. <laughs> I was not afraid of that. He was afraid of not having enough for a good A good top 10. top 10. I watched 16. I got a good top 10. So <laughs> I did that. I don't know that I'm going to do that next year. It did take I, up a lot. I, I was going to say, were you like not sleeping? So or what not I'm going to do is I'm going to spend more of that time researching. Films that are coming out, especially on the indie. Mm -hmm. I think I lived around 30, 35, and that was even like, oh, god damn it. Yeah. Oh, it was tough, but I did it. I watched a couple of Christmas movies, and there's one that my wife and I watch every year that's Love Actually. And then we actually went out and uh, went to a theater and saw the new Star Wars movie. Thoughts? Have you seen it, Josh? I have not, but I'm like I've I've come out as like a, a not a huge Star Wars fan. So it, fair. Uh, it was enjoyable. Uh, I enjoyed it. Did I have issues with it? Of course. It's not my favorite, but it wasn't my least favorite either. Visually, it was fun to watch. It was. It um, really was. The scenes with uh, mm, we all know he's in there. The Emperor mm-hmm. were pretty creepy. Yeah. Story wise, yeah. It was okay. Yeah. No, the biggest question I walked away with that in that movie was, uh, you know, these Jedis are able to lift these things that are, you know, weigh tons, yet she still had to climb up the Death Star. Mm-hmm. Why didn't she stand on something and levitate herself up to the place where she could be? I, yeah, apparently force flying is a thing now. Yeah. Force mm-hmm. healing. Yeah. You can do oh, that yeah, too. yeah, that too. George Lucas said the Emperor was dead and should have never been in episode nine. Very well. That was a little Like I said, I did enjoy it. It was it was a good time. For yeah, for what for, for what, what it was. For what it was. Yeah. It was it was good. But. All I keep hearing it was better than the last Jedi. That's all I keep hearing from people. Mm. It was better than that. <laughs> Arguments. I I'd well, have to go because, back and I'd have to go I back and rewatch it. I hate the Ewoks. The last Jedi? Oh not never mind. I was <laughs> too, too I was thinking back. Return of the Too Far Back. Return of the too Jedi is actually my favorite Star Wars. Oh god, really? No, that's, mm. yeah. Empire. Fucking take each everybody Ewok takes Empire. Set it on mm? fucking everybody fire takes and, Empire. I'm a, I'm a Return of the Jedi guy. Fair. So so yeah, that's it. That's what I've been watching. Cool. Which is why I'm not a Star Wars fan because I'm Return of the Jedi. I mean, come on, let's be honest. I, you could like Nobody worse. Takes that, so. You could like Phantom Menace. Empire Strikes Back. That's, Empire, that was all you yeah. had, Patrick. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> Um, mostly Christmas movies. I always watch uh, Christmas Story on Christmas Day. That's a uh, uh, tradition. I uh, didn't get to watch Christmas Vacation this year, which I was a little bummed about, but that was more on me than anything. I'm trying to think. I uh, really haven't been watching anything too 
new or exciting. Um, well, that's because it's all repeats on the Hallmark Channel. Ha, ha, just saying. Ha. <laughs> yeah, I went and saw I went and saw Star Wars. Uh, we went. Uh, our Marcus Theaters was doing uh, Christmas movie series, and we went and saw Polar Express with some friends of ours. So cool. that was a lot of fun uh, checking that out. Otherwise, yeah, I went and saw Star Wars. That was the most recent one. Went and saw, and that's really been about it. It's been kind of uh, slow. Cool. Slow watchings. Um, I've been binging 2019 films just to try to get this top 10 thing wrapped up because I made a comment a few weeks ago about just not having, like, I have enough to make a top 10. I didn't feel like I had enough to make a good top 10. Mm -hmm. So the 2019 binge started uh, this last couple weeks. Uh, So this week uh, I watched a film on Netflix called Sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was really interesting. It's real basic and simple. It's a girl basically stranded on a desert island, and there's a fucking monster on that island. Oh, nice. And that's basically it. And it is. it, it kind of suffers from a quiet place syndrome, where this film was actually really interesting until they showed the fucking monster. Oh, and then that yeah. monster was dog shit. <laughs> and it ruined the whole fucking thing. And the thing is, is the first time you see this monster is in this, like, red silhouette so it kind of comes out of the water and you're like okay this is kind of cool and then you start seeing that fucking thing up close and you're like mm, never mind crap that was that so, was like Clo- cloverfield for me once they showed the monster you're like really that's it Fuck yeah you. it was less, it was less ruined. is more less is more um, absolutely but it's it up to, it, it's definitely worth a watch mm-hmm. um it's just uh you gotta get out know, if you can get past that monster thing you're it's a solid watch so uh, I checked that out. Um, I did check out Girl on the Third Floor on Amazon Prime. Um, it stars Phil Brooks. For you wrestling fans, that's CM Punk. He cannot act for shit. Um, <laughs> he can't. But was it fun? It was interesting. Okay. Um, it got better as it went along. It started out really fucking slow. Mm-hmm. As it kind of gained steam, some cool things kind of happened, but it took a while to okay. get there. And when it's a ninety about a ninety minute film, about forty five minutes of that movie is like uh, okay. I'm waiting for something because that actually landed on my list of things I wish I would have seen, right? Just because of the reviews I had read of it, right? Mm-hmm. It's for what it is and for what they had to work with, it was okay. All right, um, but like I said, Phil Brooks can't act his way out of a fucking paper bag. So then um, it's probably okay to miss it. It's okay. Okay. Um, definitely okay. There's definitely better ones I mean, that one, exactly. you <laughs> could could check. And then the last thing uh, my wife and I have been picking a show to watch together. So we've been like, we did through, like, we went through Mindhunter mm-hmm. um, and a couple other things. So this week we picked a documentary on Netflix called Don't Fuck With Cats. Um, <laughs> I saw that pop up. Hunting an Internet Killer. Mm-hmm. I've seen you know, a couple people post that on Really it. fucking good. Yeah. Um, it's a three. It's real easy too. It's a three part documentary, mm-hmm. about an hour piece, <clears throat> and uh, they just get better as it goes. It's really fucked up though. They so they they show some stuff in that that is just like how could anybody ever in a million years do that? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you go, well, that person's a psychopath, so that's why they're yeah. doing that. But it's crazy. But I would recommend that to anybody. That's a Maddie documentary right there. Like yeah. Maddie would fucking love right. that documentary. 
And like I said, it's real easy. It's three episodes, an hour piece. So we'll probably have to remind her of that next time she's with us because she doesn't listen to these podcasts if she's not on it. <laughs> oh, probably not. Yeah. Well, do you blame her? <laughs> They're much better with them. <laughs> throw Maddie in the loop right. and shit hits the van. Um, but yeah, don't fuck with cats. If you, uh, uh, you get a chance, uh, Netflix, check it out. It's really fun. Excellent. Um, uh, that's it for me. Right. So because my other 2019 ones that I watched, some made it on my list. Ooh, okay. So. All right. Well, we're going to change it up a little bit here. We are going to uh, swap out our topic for our movie review. So um, we uh, we watched a movie called One Cut for the Dead. One Cut of the Dead. One of Cut the dead. of the Dead, excuse me. <laughs> Patrick, you got the deets? I do have the deets. One Cut of the Dead. It's actually a 2017 film that was uh, released in the U.S. in 2019. That counts. It does count. Count it. It's an hour 36 and now showing on Shudder. Things go badly for a hack director and a film crew shooting a low-budget zombie movie in an abandoned World War II Japanese facility when they are attacked by real zombies. IMDb score rating 7.7, Metacritic score 86%, Rotten Tomato Critics score 100%, Rotten Tomatoes audience 83%. Up top, Greg. You know you agree what with all of it. What the fuck did I miss? <laughs> I, maybe you watched the wrong movie. <laughs> First of all, let me just say that I'm so happy we re- we replaced that. All the creatures were stirring. Yeah. And we went with one cut of the dead instead. Holy fucking shit. Now, were you planning on watching that one before the end of the year, or did you watch it because I had recommended it? I had already started it. Okay. So I was halfway through it when you said you finished it. Um, and that was just because I kept running out of time. So One Cut of the Dead, I actually had to watch in like three separate sections. So the first time that you watched it, did you get past the 37-minute mark? Did I you know a, what was coming up? I had not gotten to the first okay, run of well, the credits. Here we go. Spoilers. It was a 2017 film. We can spoil this thing right. because uh, we have to because we have to talk There's about no what it is. There's no way to not do it. You it. can't so, mm-hmm. not spoil it. I had not gotten to the opening first credits yet okay so so you're was, probably thinking mm, do i have to finish it this? was tough to right get, to get back into it because i was like this movie is not moving at all and the effects are fucking terrible and, and the acting was shit yeah it was awful and i was having a trouble with the subtitles and because mm-hmm. i was like oh, i gotta read this shit and this is not like between the visuals and having to read it's just not as boring and then i got to those first credits and i was like all right, was this a 37 a, minute yeah, movie? What the fuck is going on left, left in of this movie? movie. What are that, what's going on? Are they going to do like a behind the scenes thing? Mm-hmm. What are they doing? And that's kind of what they did. Mm-hmm. And that's when the movie to me got good. Oh yeah. Cause that first 30, 40 minutes, I was like, the they made rest a really of the movie, movie made up for me sitting 100%. through that 37 minutes. Yep. And it made me appreciate that 37 minutes. A hundred percent. Because then it goes back and kind of shows you how they how got they, to that first exactly. 37 minutes, uh, which I appreciated. The movie was ass backwards. Yeah. Really is what it is. So it's kind of like noises off the play. Yes. Except in a zombie movie. And it was yes. actually based on a play. And actually the, the great thing is too, is that back half is a comedy. Yes. That front half is a horror movie. Mm-hmm. That back half is a comedy because all the things you see going on, in the horror movie? It's a comedy of errors. 100%. Yeah. yeah. I fucking loved that movie. Uh, I was really, like I said, skeptical about finishing that. And I'm, I'm so glad that I went back in and watched that back half. And the way they put it together, knowing they filmed that 
minute film mm-hmm. in one take. Is oh insane. yeah, in one take. You're right. Yeah, no cuts. It's insane that they were able to do it that right. way. Right. And to see again how they go back and do it. Like how right. you know, you see a camera go down and you know that same person that was just mm-hmm. holding that camera and now somebody else yeah. is rolling with that camera and you see who that person is and it's just And it was you know, and they probably were really happy they had that reprieve of being able to film that in cuts. Uh-huh. That back end of it. Right. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't even imagine trying to film that right. as one take. Right. Um, and the characters were actually all really good. Mm-hmm. Was it heightened? Was it over the top even in that back end? I think a little bit, yeah. I didn't think it was really that over the top. I thought the front half, the front part was because you know there's that part where like the drunk guy the drunk guy you find out he's drunk in the back half mm-hmm. but he comes out and the first time you see him uh it's when um this girl is kind of running away and she runs into him and he's doing like this karate stuff and it's because you find out later he just doesn't know what, the, what, he's, what, what he's to doing. do yeah and uh but you're like this is i i was watching it and i was like is that a karate zombie what is he doing yeah. and then you find out later why he's doing that and so like i said that i didn't think uh, the front half was over the top i didn't think the back half was over the top because I knew all of a sudden what was going right. on and why things were kind of happening. Right. So since we're spoiling things, basically the concept of this movie is we watched a made for TV movie that is all done in one take. And then we find out in the second half of the movie, how he got the job in order to direct it. And like the third act is basically showing them filming mm-hmm. that first 37 minutes of the film right. and all of the comedy through errors that happens during that right. time. And one of my favorite sections, again, since we're spoiling, was how they did the crane shot. The crane shot. The crane shot is so, is, like, is fantastic. Uh, they break a crane. They, it falls off the building or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And they got to build a crane by stacking crew the, members. The, the human pyramid. Yeah, the human pyramid. Um, I thought it was great. So, so uh, Josh and I have been going on for like five almost 10 minutes now (laughs) without any words (laughs) from Greg, which kind of is probably an indication of how Greg felt about the movie, but we're going to let Greg talk. Not necessarily how I felt. I mean, what Josh was kind of saying was the first part of this is boring as hell. Oh my God. It was so hard to get through. Mm -hmm. And that killed it for me. Like I got to that 30, whatever point Mark, and then all of a sudden they switch over and uh, people are talking in an apartment and then they go to a table read and, I'm just like I I've already don't care anymore, gotcha. and yeah, what I'm what I'm doing here is I'm listening to see why you guys enjoy this movie so much because there's clearly something that I missed. I didn't 37 minute rule this movie. I didn't 45 minute rule this movie. I did a thing called a fast finish where I got to the point where I was just like I can't watch any more of this. Fast forward. Okay, let's see where we're at now. Mm. So gotcha. I finished the movie, but I missed probably 40 minutes out of the middle of it. Oh, and that's so rough. Go back and watch I it. Would, and I might have to. I would say start after that 37 yes. minutes. That's, maybe that's where I needed to start at the beginning, but obviously I don't know that. And so for me, it's it's tough to, to like a movie like that where if, like, I think about when in Hollywood you submit a script. If you don't hook the reader of your script within 15 pages, they're mm-hmm. done with it. Gotcha. Why should that be any different in a movie? 
you know, why why would you put the most boring part of your film up front? Because it's the only way it makes sense with the back half. Right. It's and the only way it would yeah. work. Right. And, yeah. and, and I, I understand that now. But still, it's like, okay, so I have to slog through a half an hour, more than a half an hour mm-hmm. to get to the good stuff. Right. Why would I give you that time? That's just – that's – I just think if go you go if you go back and rewatch, start after that thirty seven minute mark, right? You will a hundred percent appreciate that back half just because of your background in filmmaking. But see, that's that was the the most impressive part of uh, of what this film was. And yeah, granted, I missed the probably the the best parts of it. But watching the film production side of it and seeing this director go like ballistic on these actors, like <laughs> how many times have you ever wanted to smack an actor for sucking ass? Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Now, Josh, you and I may be looking at this in a different way as well because of our theater background. True. Since this was a live performance Mm -hmm. for that 37 minutes live on TV, they couldn't stop. Right. Right? So that's very similar to a theatrical, to a stage play. Where you fuck up, you you keep going. You cannot stop. You keep going. And you you and I have both been involved with theatrical Mm -hmm. productions where shit goes bad. Mm-hmm. And you've got to be made. You've got to be working fast and furious behind right. the set in order to fix it and keep it going. Right. So you and I may have that type of appreciation for this movie as, as an even deeper appreciation mm-hmm. for sure. because of that, that. That Greg, you may not have experienced. That's you know, that's very possible. With that, that is very possible. I hadn't even thought about that. Right. I so I don't know. I like you know again going back to to Greg's question about how do I get through that first thirty seven minutes. Um, like I said, you appreciate that first 37 minutes after you – when you watch the back half. Right. If you, can, so. if you can go back and kind of remember, okay, I didn't like it because of this. It's like why did they – why are they pausing or why did they all of a sudden start asking her about her hobbies and she's making up all this Right. And then she stuff, starts doing that, that – Doing the that, weird Tai Chi stuff. Call, yeah, you know. call, yeah. And then you realize, you know, when you're watching the back half of it, oh shit, they're doing that because someone's holding up a sign they're saying you need, you to, need, to, you need to keep going, yeah. you know, and, and um, different things like that. And also with the drunk guy and everything else trying to mm-hmm. you know, puppet him around, it was almost like uh, a, 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 a I can't even think of the name yeah. of the movie. The guy that had the uh, the guy that had IBS and like oh, had to keep like running. Like, is there a toilet it's on like, set? And they, they, they're trying to keep him from yeah. leaving. Yeah, yeah. He's like, uh, if I don't leave, I'm going to shit my <laughs> pants. Yeah. Um, I mean, that was just fun stuff to to add in there. I don't I mean, know. All the characters were really great. I thought to find out how the mom entered into the picture and how she got cast. Mm-hmm. Well, then um, the, even the daughter being behind the mm-hmm. scenes, right? Worked on it. And show running really in that because uh, they kept showing the uh, the production room, mm-hmm. and she ended up being like almost the show, the show runner in there, yeah. and almost kind of redeeming herself when she got kicked off that other set for <laughs> doing the eye drop tears or whatever. Um, yeah, well, because she wanted the kid to cry, yeah, really cry, and yeah. then she ripped into the mom for being too nice, to calling the kid. her an old hag. Oh yeah, that, I remember that part. Yeah. So yeah, um, one cut of the dead man. You know, it's really hard to pull the trigger because even looking at the 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 cover of that on Prime, I was like, oh, do I really want to watch this fucking movie? Even the trailer for it, because right. they got to be careful with the trailer mm-hmm. because you don't want to give it away as a comedy. Yeah. So even the trailer showed it as a zombie film. And you're looking at that trailer and going, this could really suck. <laughs> right. And had I not seen it, even, you know, towards the beginning of this year as a contender for top 10 right. on a lot of people's list, I probably wouldn't have watched this film. How far back ago did you watch that? 
did I watch the film or the trailer? Either or. The about I would say about six months ago, seven months ago, I was starting to see it on people's radar. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Okay. But I didn't really watch it until I had posted it in the message group okay. this last week. Yeah, I was following it uh, a little bit, and then I saw it drop on Shutter, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, well, for people kind of talk about it, it's hit and miss. Yeah. Um, across the boards, the cover looks terrible. Oh, the but, cover's horrible. Like, yeah. It, 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 if you get past it and you, you you know click on it, it's yeah yeah. So, was there anything else, Greg, that kind of turned you off on the the movie other than the the front half? As the front half was just it killed it for me. Gotcha. You know, no pun intended, but you know, I I I feel like I've been given enough evidence to go back and check it out, or at least start at thirty seven and work my way to the end and see what they what they actually go through because I yeah it's just nothing really looked appealing to me after that point like why should I give you any more of my time when you just like ripped away 37 minutes from no. me right so I enjoyed watching the I don't know if it was post credits or during the credits at the very end where they were actually showing behind the scene footage from when they filmed the nonstop Oh, I don't think I stuck through that. Okay. If you can go back, and, I mean, I think you'd appreciate that. Okay, cool. Because, yeah, it, I could do that. because it showed kind of the difference between what they filmed for the third act. Mm-hmm. Right. But it was the actual footage of them shooting the one takes, the gotcha. single takes. Uh, and do you have anything more? Oh, I do that? have some fun facts for Sure, it. let's go. Uh, the budget was $27,000. That is fucking awesome. It was 3 million yen, which... It, which Converted into twenty seven thousand dollars, it only made fifty two thousand in the United States, but it has grossed twenty seven million worldwide. That is Dang, awesome. good on them. Yeah, good on them. Yeah. Is that a first time film for them? Well, okay. it was. It was like a student film type thing. It was. Oh, a, it was like a group of people doing. I'll, I'll get to it in a cool. second. Gotcha. The first thirty seven minutes was actually shot in one take. It took two days and six takes for the cast and crew to get the perfect one. So they wow. did that six times in order to. However, the cast performed the one take scene perfectly on the second try, but a crew error led to the camera stopping during the take, and it was unusable. Oh fuck! So they so, so on the Been second there. yeah so on the <laughs> second take was perfect, but the cameras didn't work for part oh, of it. Oh, gross! Bummer. Yeah, Bummer. Uh, the original title I'm not even going to try to pronounce it in Japanese means "Don't stop shooting." Most of the cast actually paid money to be in this movie, at least initially, because it was a final product of an acting and directing workshop. Hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then the blood splashed to the camera and, and wiping it off. It actually happened. That wasn't added to it. Nice. And then there's rumor that the guy was actually was actually drunk. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That'd be even funnier. That, uh, yeah, because really? it was during an interview, another person in the crew said something about it. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a rumor. It, it has gotcha. not been verified. That I think that would be tough to be imagine, drunk and right, to do that thing. To do what they did? Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's crazy. That's a student project. Yeah. And it went as far up on the radar as it did. It's like a Blair Witch, Japanese Blair Witch in a way. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when it comes to promoting and, and how successful mm-hmm. it became, I mean, 27,000, it makes 27 million. Right. That is crazy. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Yeah. Indeed. Shall we rate it? Yes, yeah, rate it. All right. We rate on three levels, three different types of scales, whatever you want to call them. First is the uh, fear factor. What? I think, sorry, I apologize. I think for one cut of the dead, we do the fun, fun factor. factor. Fun factor. Fun factor. Not the fear factor. The fun factor. The uh, the gore score and then the overall in which you recommend to a friend. So fun factor. 
Oh, it's it's pretty high for me. It's right. at least an eight point five. I was gonna go eight. Yeah, I don't know that I can legitimately <laughs> raise this. <laughs> Go, Greg. I will put it at a five just because I need to go back and watch it. So I feel middle of the road should be safe. Cool. So Gore score. Yeah, realizing that at the end that they weren't trying to be as realistic as humanly possible. There was a lot of fake blood all over the place Mm -hmm. and it was fun watching how they did that. Right. But the Gore score is pretty low for me. I would probably put it at a three. Yeah, I'm going to sit in that same boat. I'll say a two, just sure. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Overall score, and would you recommend to a friend? I'm I'm putting it pretty high with that 8.59, and yes, I would definitely recommend it to someone, uh, but with the caveat, get past the 37 minutes. 100%, mark. yeah. Power I would through. recommend it to a theater friend and a film friend. Okay. Um, who kind of gets and understands True. what the hell is yep. going on. Yeah. Uh, but I'm, I would go same. I'd go eight. Okay. Uh, for my score, yeah. Okay. I'll give it middle of the road a five again just because I need to go back and watch. But, yeah, definitely give it the caveat that you need to power through. Right. Um, and the production side of it is probably the coolest part of this entire film, at least yeah. for me. So It's a ton of fun. <clears throat> okay. So. Should we drum roll? Yeah. This is – I'm really excited. Sorry, Patrick. This is my favorite cast <laughs> that we do of the year because I'm so excited to see. And this is the first year I feel like we're going to have different lists. Okay. So I'm curious to see where everybody chooses, where everybody lands. Uh, if we have any matches, mm-hmm. so this is my favorite podcast of the year. I look forward to the the best of every year. So can't wait to see what you guys. I'm not so sure it's going to be a whole lot different. You don't think? It might be. It might be. I think it's going to be different. Yeah. So okay. We'll I think, find out. Yeah. We're about to find out real quick. We are jumping in. It is our topic. It is the best of 2019. <laughs> I feel like uh, there needs to be some music played yeah, right here. Yeah. Patrick, put, throw that in and post. Throw some post yeah. in. Throw some post we'll in there. We'll see. I want to hear the, the 20th Century Fox fanfare. <laughs> How do we want to start? You want to go? Do we do we want to do honorable mentions first? What if we do honorable mentions? What if somebody names something and you can say, "Oh, that's in my honorable mention," and then if we don't name something, we can go back at the end. That of works this for me. Let's do that. Do, so just start yeah. at number ten. Start at number ten. At number All right, 10. Josh, kick us off. You want me to start? Kick us off. Okay, please. so I have two in my number ten. I said I'd pull the trigger. This is the only number that I have two in because I couldn't like really decide. So I said I'd pull the trigger on the podcast. So I'm going to go with my number 10 is the banana splits. Okay. We watched this movie a few months back. I can tell you my other one on the list was rabid. Um, that was just a recent watch for me, but the banana splits, as far as the rewatchability and how fucking fun that movie was and how gory that movie was. Um, that's just like, that was kind of like my terrifier of the year without being it's obviously not as good as terrifier, but like finding that hidden gem mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. having fucking fun with it and not having to sit there and just like being able to go along with the ride and kind of see where it goes. And it's the only really film on my list that wasn't really like a serious horror film. Mm-hmm. And I feel like those need to sit on these lists just to kind of lighten them up a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would have never put it, high which is why it's kind of sitting number 10 because i wanted to be there and have the presence uh without being like this is like the best movie of the year right um but banana splits was uh for me a movie that i would put in a horror starter pack and be like dude watch this is so much fucking fun so banana splits is my number 10 that is one of my honorable mentions so you said rabbit was your other rabbit was, was your... the other one there and here's the thing is i just watched rabbit last night oh, okay. um it's it's kind of been on my radar 
But uh, I just pulled the trigger last night, and the Sasuke sisters killed it. It was yep. really, really good. Fucking really gory. I think Maddie um, is going to really like that one. She's going to dig the shit out of yes, Rabbit. definitely. Um, and it makes me want to go back and watch the Cronenberg version because I've never seen it. I, I haven't seen um, it either. So I want to see how close it is. The only thing I didn't like about Rabbit, and I can't even say I didn't even like it, it's just like, I was like, eh, weak sauce kind of, mm-hmm. was the second ending. I call it the second ending. The second ending of that movie. Yeah. Um, there's, a, there's a clear cut ending clear to cut that ending, movie. And then, and then they felt like they needed to toss this stupid ass little like punch on the end of it that sure. they did not need yeah um it ended where it ended and the last five ten minutes they did not need and so it it, it, it looked so professional it looks really good it, yeah they, it, they did a really good yeah. job rabbit is a honorable mention for me awesome cool might have to throw that so on rabbit our, is also on my honorable mentions yeah. we'll have to we might have to throw that in our uh next year 100 yeah. percent. we should a review for next yeah. year yeah, yeah definitely yeah. definitely <clears throat> cool uh yeah so it's to me my number 10 it's what we reviewed tonight one Cut of the Dead made my top ten list. Awesome. I don't have to talk about it. We talked about it. You already it. talked about it. Yep. <laughs> All it, right. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Greg. You're good. No, I was say for my number ten, I, I know I didn't watch uh, as many horror movies as you guys did this year. I wasn't as ambitious as I wanted to be, but uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark nice. was my number ten. I have not seen that yet. Okay. But it's on my list. It's, it's decent for what it is. It still pains me that it's a PG-13 movie. Mm-hmm. I get why it is because the original books were made for right. I don't know. You know what you would call that range of kids like 10 to 18. Uh, yeah. It's like tween, tween, 13, 14. Yeah. yeah something like the tweens. That. Something yeah. like that. So it's, it was good for what it is. It was still kind of weak for what it could have been, but it was enjoyable. Right. Do you think they have enough there to make, did they put it in a spot where they can make another one? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That doesn't spoil anything for yeah. me. I'm just curious. Because I do want to see that movie, and I think it's a movie they could probably watch with my kids. Oh yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's creepy, creepy, scary, but it's not right. like overly grotesque, scary. Yeah, cool. It doesn't get too gory or anything like that. No, I think it's just more of a scare factor than anything else. That was yeah. uh, on my honorable mention list. Okay, cool. Number nine. Uh, my number nine was a Netflix original, and. It, it's uh, it was definitely a hit or miss movie. People either really liked this movie or people were like, "What the fuck was that?" Um, so my number nine was in the tall grass. Okay, um, really dug it. Again, I say King, but it's more of a it was more of a Joe Hill novel, wasn't it? Or that him and uh, his dad wrote it together. I, lo- I love the adaptation. Can't think of the goddamn director's name. It's the same guy. He's done all of King's stuff. I can't think of his name. He just did. I mean, he did. Is that the, the oh, Mike, Flan- Mike Flanagan. Flanagan? Yeah. Um, that dude's on top mm-hmm. uh, as far as I'm concerned, um, especially with the King adaptations. Mike Flanagan just is the go-to guy. And then the, in the Tall Grass was kind of like, it's a movie that you had to keep watching. You had to kind of, you had to like, that was a movie you couldn't get up and go do something and then come back to it. If you did not focus on what was going on in that movie, you were going to walk around lost. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but again, like, uh, as far as 2019 movies that I watched, I felt that in the tall grass definitely was, a, a definitely one that needed to sit in the top 10. So I'm okay. uh, really excited about that movie. Um, I would tell anybody to go watch that movie. That's it. That's my number nine. Cool. Patrick. Yes. My number nine, I believe, uh, we did review this on the fright cast. I believe it's a Hulu original. Did I say Hulu? Hulu. Hulu. I believe it's a Hulu original, <laughs> and that is Haunt. Oh, no, it's Shudder. Uh, Shudder. Shudder. Shudder, okay. yeah. Well, Haunt I stand corrected. my honorable mentions. It is. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, it wow. was what I felt Escape Room needed to be. Mm-hmm. I, oh. I still put it a little bit below 
Houses October built. Okay. Because I, I really dug that one. You like that found footage style. I do like that found footage style. I really do. And Haunt needed to be just a little bit darker. It would have probably been a little higher on my list. Gotcha. But I do dig that that going into that haunted house, escape room Mm -hmm. kind of feel. It's almost like a reverse invasion film, home invasion. Because you're actually going into a place as opposed to people coming into yours. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, I really dug this one. So number yeah, nine haunt is Haunt. I think Haunt went across the board in the group pretty high. It was good. I'm surprised it landed on your honorable mention. Yeah, it, uh, it was definitely in there. It said it was. It's my. You should see the original list I made. It's so like it's just a list, <laughs> and then it's just a bunch of fucking arrows and right. a bunch of side right. options. It was like a fucking menu at McDonald's. It was crazy. Yeah. So yeah, it didn't awesome. quite didn't quite land. My number nine came as a recommendation from the guy in the other room. The other guy in the room. The other guy in the room. The other guy in the room. Yeah. Is the, that guy who likes, the guy who likes to watch. The guy who likes to Whatever. watch. Was uh, Tigers Are Not Afraid. Awesome. Up top. Up top. Good option. I fucking love that movie. <laughs> but we had a whole discussion about this movie. We did. So We did. We did. Uh, but why? Why is why why Tigers Are Not Afraid? I'm just curious. Your thoughts. It's, it's interesting to see how horror movies or when horror movies put kids as main characters. Mm-hmm. And how it relates to, and I don't want to call it a social commentary because right. that it kind of is though it kind of is, but I really don't want to call it that. But it is gotcha. Just to see how things look from what potential kids' eyes could be, mm-hmm. and where this is more fantastic or fantastical fantasy, whatever it's a you fantasy, want to fantasy, yeah. Uh, how that is and where the where the actual horror comes from mm-hmm. was really interesting and right. how they did that, how they told that story. Yeah. So that was, I think, my biggest draw. Awesome. Cool. Uh, yeah, my number, what are we, number eight? Number, number eight. eight. Uh, my number eight is a Hulu original. A Hulu? A Hulu, Hulu. original. <laughs> is Hulu just impossible to say tonight? Um, it's a Hulu original. Uh, my number eight is a film called Wounds. Um, did anybody else did you get to check that out I did check it out it's so good and so here's the thing it's the closest and this is another one that I would recommend to Maddie because it's the closest to Hellraiser you're gonna get without it being Hellraiser mm-hmm. right um, it's got this really kind of Hellraiser tone to it without uh, how do I say this without like the I guess ultra violence mm-hmm. to it because it's not a super like it, it's like if hell if 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 you watched Hellraiser but it didn't show you anything mm-hmm. um it's all just kind of they let a lot of it live in your head sure I dug the story I, I loved how it was told it's super dark yeah I was just a, a really that was one I just recently watched in the last week I said so I had a list these are ones that I wanted to check out that kind of flew under the radar. You know, if you're going with a studio film or you're going with an indie film, mm-hmm. you give that that indie film a shot. Right. And that was better than a lot of the studio films I saw as far as like me being intrigued and me being like laser focused on what the hell is going on. Well, that's almost how it is anymore is the independent films are able to tell the stories and do what the what the fans want to see versus the studio films right. that are apparently handcuffed behind their back and gunned to their head saying, do it this way or else. Right. So what are your thoughts? Just out of curiosity. You know, I, I, I really dug it. It's not the type of ending that I would have liked, but I once I watched it, I thought it was something, the type of ending that you like. Is the ending was kind of abrupt. Extremely abrupt. Um, it just kind of stops. 
uh, but I liked it. Right, right, because of the, it because it didn't need a resolution. Right. Yeah, right. I don't think that was required for that film to be effective. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. Didn't make my top ten, though. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah. Number eight. I mentioned this movie earlier this evening. It's coming out in DVD in January with an extra 28 minutes of footage. Dr. Sleep. Dr. Sleep. I'm surprised it's so high on your list. I'm I, really curious about your bottom five. <laughs> Honestly. Bottom so, five? Top five. Top five. Whatever. Yeah. I'm curious about your bottom, Patrick. <laughs> you you want to know more about my bottom? Um, yeah, I'm really curious about your top five. Now, this was a movie that when I first watched it and you know talked about it on the Fright Cast is... I was kind of had kind of mediocre feelings about it. I felt like you hated it. But the more I thought about it and the more I remembered in the book and how he adapted it and everything else, the more intrigued I became right. with it. Mm-hmm. And as I compared it to other films with rewatchability, mm-hmm. it ended up on my top 10. Because didn't you originally hate that back half? No, I love the back. Oh, you love the back half. Yeah, okay. It was things I didn't like was how he condensed characters into one character and gotcha. different things like that. And there were a okay. few modifications. I liked how he handled the back half and actually having them go to the Overlook instead mm-hmm. of going to where the Overlook was. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. I, I, I really enjoyed that back half. I do want to see that movie. I have not seen. That's another one I have not seen. And yet. I think it's because I've been rereading The Shining. Oh, cool. That has been giving me more of an appreciation for Dr. Sleep. Cool. So that is my number eight. Number eight, Gregory. All right. Oh, me. Uh, Number eight was a Netflix original that I actually watched for our 31 Days of Horror. The movie was Eli. That's on my list also. Not on my list, but it was on my watch list. I just never got to. Never got around to it. Yeah. Um, um, again, it, it comes down to the the kids in horror and the story I thought was really interesting how they pulled it off. And, you know, getting to see a uh, surprise character in the the girl that plays uh, Mad Max from Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah. Really liked her character and just really, really liked the story of it. Gotcha. So, cool. Without giving things away. Right. <laughs> Uh, cool. Number seven. My number seven is the second uh, King film and on my list. And my number seven is It Chapter Two. Um, this film literally made this list about an hour before I showed up here. Wow. Um, it was not in here. Okay. Um, and honestly, I drove really hard to not put it in here because <laughs> I feel like there were other movies in 2019 that could have been more deserving. But... I I fought super hard against myself. I fought for the whole for the last. I started my list about a week ago, mm-hmm. and I fought for the whole week not putting chapter two in there. And I thought about it, and I was like, "Well, it chapter one was on my list. It chapter one sat really high on my list. It chapter two cannot sit that high because it wasn't as good, but it definitely found its way in there. So um, I had major issues with it chapter two." But it was tough to not squeeze it in there somewhere. I, I would put it at as, as an honorable mention uh, just because I didn't see as many horror movies as you guys did this year. But I could not consciously put it on my top 10. If it was a top 10 of dramatic films, mm-hmm. I would have probably thrown it on there. For sure. Because I felt the best part of It Chapter 2 was everything but the horror. Right. 100%. Yeah. Um, the horror in that was just not good in right. the least bit. Right. And I, although I it think, did have one of the most horrific scenes of the year in a uh, in horror film, you know, with that opening scene. The opening yeah. Scene. Um, that opening scene. The beating. 
Oh man, I don't even remember that now. They they beat up the gay couple. Oh yeah. yes, yes, yes. You're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. So interesting. Okay. But yeah, uh, my number seven beyond. I just don't want to say a bunch about it. Was it chapter two? Okay. Patrick. My number seven surprised me this year that it would even be on my list because it's not the type of movie that I would actually go out, chase, watch, Mm -hmm. and enjoy. But I enjoyed the hell out of this movie. It was, you know, an hour and a half or so of just nonstop, not necessarily fun, but action. And it just made me uncomfortable the entire way through. That movie is Crawl. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Love it. Yep. Awesome. It just, like I said, it was a movie that I just wouldn't normally chase you know, same thing like 47 meters down or something uh-huh. like that. It's not right. a movie that I would I would go for, but the special effects in mm-hmm. it were amazing. Take ass. Knowing how much practical they did and was able to fine-tune that with the CGI and mm-hmm. everything else. I started watching. I said, there's no way they can keep my attention past the 15-minute mark. Fucking kept my attention all the Killed way through. It. Crawl, damn fine movie. It's number seven for me. Cool. All right. So number seven for me is a uh, sequel here, came out just recently, was Zombieland Double Tap. Nice. Again, another extremely fun movie. We get to revisit characters 10 years. Was it 10 years? It was 10 years after they uh, originally came 10 out. 10 years, yeah. Uh, 10 years after they had been originally shown, and it's still just a hilarious film. Fun to watch. Really, really fun to watch, and uh, just an enjoyable film all around, especially for a, a horror sequel, which you don't usually get very often, so... Awesome. Zombieland Double Tap. I assumed that one was going to make my top 10, but it did not. It is an honorable mention. Awesome. Uh, yeah, number six. <laughs> number six, really, honestly, if you know, I wouldn't have watched a couple of 2019s this week, probably would be sitting higher on my list. Uh, it was another Hulu. Um, Hulu? Ori- Hulu original. Did I not <laughs> no, you said it right. You okay, said it right. I'm, just, I'm just fucking um, right. <laughs> It was another Hulu original, and uh, my number six is a film called Depraved. It is a modern day telling of Frankenstein. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is fucking crazy the way they find a way to tell the story without telling that story. Sure. Um, I wish I would have pulled the trigger on that. You should have. Because it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's on my, it's definitely um, in my, my list of, you know, I, I had 130 some movies right, listed. Right. It's definitely a movie that I would put on our watch next year list mm-hmm. uh, because it's really, really good. Um, it's really violent. It's, uh, but it's also, it's got a, a lot of like, here's the thing. It's got a lot of heart to it. Um, the way they tell the, the middle part of this story, there's a ton of heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of, uh, it's kind of sad the way it goes. But, uh, it's, it was a great way to tell this story and a very original way to tell this story. And still being able to understand what they were going for. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Depraved is my number six. Okay. Check it the fuck out. Patrick. My number six <laughs> is one that people could argue is not necessarily a horror film. However, a lot of people have it as a horror film on their list. So I'm going to include it on mine. Brightburn. That's mm-hmm. an honorable mention of mine. Yeah. It's I I dug the concept from beginning to end that this was Superman gone bad. Mm -hmm. And I would love to see them do that with more characters that you can recognize. I don't know if they ever said it was Superman gone bad, but it I mean, you can pretty much tell. Right. That's what it is. Right. And uh, no, I I 
really enjoyed that one. It was really well done again too. It's, it's super yeah. again ultra violent, violent, not violent, ultra violent. Oh, there's a lot of really good spots in mm-hmm. that movie that yeah. are just yeah. So, so that is my number six. Well, I goofed up because I completely forgot that I had watched that, and that was one I wanted to include in my top ten. I'm trying uh, to figure out where it would go and what would get bumped. Where's it gonna live, Greg? Where's well, it gonna live? <clears throat> Uh, just because it's number 10, Scary Stories is getting bumped. I would probably put Brightburn... Fart. I would probably put it between Zombieland Double Tap and what my number six is, which is Doctor Sleep. So where, where what number is that? That would be number seven. Okay. Yeah, because Scary Stories got bumped, so Tigers are 10, Eli's 9, Zombie is 8, Brightburn would be number six. So next, I guess. I, no, that wouldn't be right. Seven, excuse me. So was number six in the Zombieland Double Tap? Because that shifts down? No. Uh, Zombieland Double Tap will drop to eight. Okay. And then Brightburn would be number seven. Okay. And uh, yeah, I agree. It's it's an interesting take on the, the Superman story uh, if Superman went bad. Right. Um, but that's neither here nor there anymore. So my number six was Dr. Sleep. I, I appreciated this probably on a different level than Patrick did, only because you read the book, which I am going to be doing at some point. I actually just got The Shining for uh, Christmas, so I'm going to be reading that, oh, cool. and then I'm going to dive into Dr. Sleep. I really appreciated the story of this, getting to see Danny as an adult and working with a another girl who has the exact same, I don't know if you'd call ability? them powers. Ability is a great way to put that. Thank you. Working with the same ability and avoiding these gypsy evil people, mm-hmm. um, which is, I really appreciated the story in this one. Uh, some great imagery going back to the the Shining was or shit. Going back to the Overlook Hotel was awesome, and how that all transpired was great. Just really, really appreciated this movie. So, uh, Doctor Sleep was my number six. Uh, number five. So here we go. The 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 the, the top, top five. five. Uh, my number five uh, out of the gate is Patrick's number seven, and my number five is Crawl. It's a movie that I didn't think, again, along with Patrick, that I would like really – that never would have landed, I don't think, in my top ten list. But that movie was a shit ton of fun. It, it kept uh, kept you on your heels. It's kind of like a 47 meters down. It's that creature feature. The out, the alligators were – the CG was like fantastic in that movie. Uh, again, some cool, you know – Cool kills and stuff, um, some cool attacks. Mm-hmm. The story was really uh, well told. I don't know, just had a ton of fun watching that movie. I think it might be safe to say that Crawl is probably the biggest surprise. Right, of 100%. 2019. Yeah, and I think that was off your recommendation because uh, I think you watched it and you were like, dude, you got to check that movie out. So, yeah. Um, yeah, Crawl is my number five. And it's sitting high, too. I'm surprised mm-hmm. how high it's sitting. Again, um, Depraved could have gone higher, but uh, mm-hmm. Crawl was just so much fun. So I'm going to sit in number five with that movie. Excellent. For my number five, you can refer back to the last podcast. <clears throat> Dug the shit out of this movie, ready or not. Yeah. I had a lot of fun with that one. It was one that I wanted to check out in the theater. The day I went to buy my ticket was the day that it moved out of the theaters here in Lincoln. Oh. I was really bummed, so I had to wait until it came out on DVD. Mm-hmm. Right. And caught it then. And I, I it's it just surprised me how right. good it was. And it all stemmed from how each one of those actors 
dove in and committed to what they were doing. Right. If it wasn't for that, it would have been pretty mainstream. But Samara Weaving just did an amazing job Killed in that it. film. She, Literally. I don't want to say she carried it because the supporting actors did just as good a job mm-hmm. in it, except for the butler. We could have done with less butler. <laughs> but hitting number five, ready or not. Nice. All right. My number five, and this is actually legitimately my number five, was the Shutter original Haunt. Up top. Up top. Yes. That was, it was just, it's an incredibly fun watch. It's dark. It's dreary. It's, it's not what you would expect a, uh, a movie like that to be. And yeah, we, we talked about it, so I won't go into too much detail since we reviewed it, but uh, it's just really, really enjoyable. And yeah, it's interesting that you had mentioned uh, Houses October built because I think it's, it would be right up that alley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. That and uh, uh, what was the other one you mentioned? Escape Room. Escape Room. Yeah. Agreed. So Haunt, number five. Cool. Uh, mm-hmm. We're at number four. My number four is uh, Patrick's number five. Refer to episode 70. My number four <laughs> is Ready or Not. Um, you were talking about a fun fucking movie. Uh, Ready or Not is as fun as it uh, you're going to get, especially in 2019. I feel like on my list, I have a lot of like fun movies and it's just like, again, going back to that rewatchability thing where like you can just, uh, you know, a, you're going to refer that movie. You're going to tell people like, go watch that movie. Um, but you're, you, uh, it's a movie that you'd be willing to watch again yourself. Um, yes, and definitely. ready or not is, uh, is a hundred percent that movie. Again, Patrick pretty much said a lot of it, uh, smart weaving killed it. Gosh, and amazing. I said, refer back to episode 70, uh, where you get all of our thoughts, but yeah, number four, ready or not. Awesome. Patrick. Number four, It Chapter Two. Really? Yep. Wow. But that's a lot of that has to do because of my love for Stephen King. Right. It is probably one of my favorite Sting, favorite Sting. <laughs> sting songs. This is, exactly this is, a, hor- this is a horror movie podcast. Oh my word. <laughs> you are at a podcast right now if you don't know where you are. It is probably one of my favorite Stephen King books, and it's. I loved chapter one. I thought it fit really, really well with it as a combination. I just think it's a a great follow up. I thought Bill Hader was an outstanding, had an outstanding performance Carried it. in that production. Was there things I had problems with? Yes, but still, because it just it took me back to the stories. I know that there were a lot of differences, but. It's one of my favorites. Came out on DVD. Of course, I'm going to watch that fucking thing. They're going right. to have an extended version. I'm going to watch that. They're going to have a Pennywise follow-up somewhere along the line. I'm going to watch that. Yeah, the special features on that DVD, too, are fantastic. Yeah. yeah. really great. So that is why It Chapter 2 is so high on my list, number four. That was very surprising. I was wondering, though, what was going to You were wondering there. where it was going to land on my list. You knew that it I was, was wondering, going to? No, I was wondering if on both of your lists, if it was going to land... And if it did land where it was going to land. So I'm really surprised it didn't land on Greg's list. Honorable mention, um, but. But yeah. It's, had I seen more horror movies, it probably would have gotten moved further down the list. Right. So, um, yeah, it would probably, just from what I've seen, it would probably fall at number 11. Gotcha. So my number four, and I actually get to say one that hasn't been said yet. Ooh, yay. Yay. Jordan Peele's Us. Oh, nice. Fantastic. Yes. Just I, I love what Jordan Peele's doing with horror right now. He's he's kind of taking a twist on what the genre is, and I felt like Us was a fantastic story, something really original that mm. you had not seen, and it's just it's it's an incredible watch what he does with that movie. So right, really really enjoyed mm-hmm. Us. Right, 
to number three. Uh, I feel like the top ten this year, kind of, we flew through these um, a little bit. But yeah, number three is uh, <laughs> Patrick's number ten, One Cut of the Dead. Um, wow, I, I'm surprised that's that high. Yeah, I fucking loved the shit out of this movie. And again, we just talked about it, so I don't need to go into it super <clears throat> detailed or anything. But uh, again, like... I I keep saying it, but I feel like my my list is full of like just fun fucking movies mm-hmm. uh, where I just had fun watching this movie and I didn't have to sit there and like you know really like super hard to think about anything or like there was no like tension or like anxiety. It was just like this movie is I'm just having a lot of fun watching it. Um, One Cut of the Dead was again just a fun fucking movie and a hundred percent deserves to be up that high. So that's my number three. Okay. My number three is Greg's number 10, and I'm thinking it's probably going to land on Josh's top two, and that would be Tigers Are Not Afraid. Cool. I dug the shit out of that I'm movie. so happy that you guys did. I'm glad you suggested it. I mean, it was on my radar, but when, after you had watched it and, mm-hmm. and talked about it, I think on one of the What You've Been Watching segments, pulled the trigger on it. I thought the kids that were in it were outstanding. Mm-hmm. You know, when you have young, when you have people that young being able to play characters that well, mm-hmm. yes, it's in a foreign language. And am I, am I able to tell that they're saying sometimes when movies are in foreign languages, you can't necessarily tell if they're portraying the language correctly, right. what they're mm-hmm. saying correctly, right. stuff like that. To me, it seemed like they were because I mean, I just bought everything they did mm-hmm. in that film. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. It, cinematography was outstanding. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And the story Absolutely. itself was amazing. Yeah. And it just, that was one of those that took me by <clears throat> surprise. I didn't think I would like a movie with that many children as the lead characters, the lead actors mm-hmm. that much. And being as drama filled as it was. As definitely. Dr- over horror. Right. Um, it's got this drama fantasy horror mix, but it's yeah. very drama. It's, yeah. But it's a very dark drama. Mm-hmm. Like there's some very dark tones right. and very dark uh, subject matter in right. that, which well, I think it, played you know, really the, nicely. The children living on the streets of Mexico because mm-hmm. they have to. Mm-hmm. And just, oh, it was heart wrenching. Right. Yep. Absolutely. That's you know, it. especially with the young woman's story with her mother mm-hmm. and everything else. It was just, uh, yeah. they just did a great blend mm-hmm. in that movie. So, so tigers are not afraid. My number three pick. Awesome. So my top three, I think is where I struggled with the most. And I tried to place them where I feel like they fit best based on how I like them. But honestly, it's, it's a toss up. So take this with for, for what you will. Number three for me, another Netflix original was, uh, created in 2018, but it was released in 2019. I, Double, triple check just to make sure. Because <laughs> Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> was the perfection. That is awesome. an honorable mention for me. Cool. Again, it's it's story for me in this yeah. one. Uh, there's so many twists and turns in this that by the time you get to the, the final couple minutes, you're just like, what the fuck is going on? And they wrap it up so incredibly. Mm-hmm. It's just... It's it's a dark, beautiful film. Is it slow or does it kind of move? It it kind of moves. It has its points. Like there's some points where it it's pretty slow, right? But even in those slower points, it's still progressing. Okay. So it's, it was on my list, and I had a hard time pulling the trigger. On. Definitely watch it. Yeah. Definitely okay. watch it because once you get to the end, you're just like fucking a. That was awesome. And the okay, end, cool. the end was the right mm-hmm. end. I felt when it came to telling that story. Absolutely. Absolutely. They could have gone a couple different ways. I think they chose the right way to go. So yes, perfection. Awesome. 
Uh, yeah, number two. Again, Greg already brought it up, but uh, huge in the Jordan Peele department. Uh, my number <laughs> two was Us. The cool thing was, uh, after watching this movie, was going back and watching the Twilight Zone episode it was based off of. Okay. Um, mm. It was really, really, it's really close. That's the thing is it's like, it's really close. Um, you can definitely see everything in Us written on that Twilight Zone episode. But to draw from that and to make what he made was just fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll be a Jordan Peele fan across across the board for a while, I think. Even with Candyman coming out, I think I'm going to be like, ah, could have fucked that up, but I think he's going to hit it pretty hard. And the, cat, like, the cast was fantastic. absolutely, And um, just all the tones were just all right there. So there's a couple of things that I was like, eh. But uh, overall, it, it hit pretty solid. So number two, us. My number two is probably not on either of your lists. It's a slow burn, but... Mid- is it, it Midsummer? It is Midsummer. I'm so fucking surprised that movie made your top ten. It's I and that high on your top ten. It's something I labored <laughs> over this list for a long time, but it was the story over the action that took me there. I thought Midsummer told a very very good story. Interesting. There was yes, there were shocking elements to it and everything else. Uh, how the first kill happened mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that just set me back was it as powerful as hereditary i don't think so no i don't think it was but when it came to other items on my list to me it was one that was just story over substance took me there did you I, see midsummer i have not no okay. i struggled with Switching Tigers and Midsummer back gotcha. and forth. I'm fucking shocked Midsummer made your list. And but Midsummer took the second place, and that's why I that's said awesome. it, it, it's one that that I knew that the two of you probably wouldn't have on your list because it's a slow burn. But it's it. it, it, it go ahead. No, I'm, I'm just saying it was yeah. like I said, story over substance. Go ahead, Greg. Had I watched it, it probably would have ended up on my list just because I hadn't seen Hereditary and I wanted to watch that first. And so I got the chance to watch that for my 31 days, and I absolutely loved it. And mm-hmm. because it is a slow burn, it is story over substance. You get a chance to really develop this beautiful story and see where it goes. And I, I really like that uh, that Astor took that opportunity to do that. And so I'm interested to see what he does with Midsummer. I just was... just know when you watch it, it, it doesn't quite have as many elements – horror elements as hereditary did that's all right if, was, if it's yeah if it's a good story mm-hmm. i don't care it was i was so bored during that movie mm-hmm. i just kept waiting for something to happen it's 37 minutes you had struggled 37 minutes to get through one cut of the dead it's 30 it's two hours of that okay um, just waiting for something to fucking happen yes does something happen yeah but you gotta you gotta get your popcorn you gotta ready because you're gonna yeah. be waiting for it you're, yeah, you're, someone, but you'll someone, be the Someone described it as the uh, world's longest breakup. For that's what it is. Yeah, that's hundred percent it. You're, you're, I bet you your your bucket of popcorn will be gone before you, something happens in that movie. <laughs> um, I'll bet you ten dollars. I'll bet you your movie ticket right now. Your bucket of popcorn's gone before something happens in that movie. <laughs> but that's just me. No, so. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, number two landed on Patrick's number seven. Josh's number five. Crawl up top. Oh my god. Like biggest surprise of 2019, but coming out of that movie was just like that was one of the coolest movies I have seen in a mm. long time. Uh, beautifully shot, 
great story. Acting was fantastic. The effects were incredible. Absolutely loved it. Crawl, number two. It was one of those really, really great don't-make-me-think movies. Mm -hmm. Yep. But never slow. Never slow, not once. It it drove pretty fast. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, number one. It's time. There it is. Yeah, number one. uh, Again, it's already been mentioned twice. There we go. Um, I can can type it in in if you want to. My number one has been number one for a while. Nothing's going to beat it for me. My number one was Tigers Are Not Afraid. It gave me the same feeling I got when I watched Train to Busan. As Mm. far as like tugging at your fucking heartstrings, but still having that uh, that element of horror that kind of kept you wondering. Mm -hmm. Um, But watching these kids... Uh, run these streets and all the shit they have to go through. Again, like Patrick mentioned, the story with her mom and just um, just all these things um, that just keep happening. Just I was sad for two hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not generally how I like to feel uh, when I'm watching a horror movie. <laughs> but it was a sadness that I could not look away from. And when it comes to like uh, foreign films... I usually have a really hard time watching the uh, the subtitles while I'm watching the movie. I have to watch it twice. So I got to go back mm-hmm. and uh, kind of watch the visuals that I missed. But this one for me, just like it was even across the board as far as I did not struggle reading while I was watching. I just that movie flowed so well um, with the story and the dialogue and be, having to read it and seeing what's going on. It just that was that was the shit for me. That was a thousand percent my cup of tea. Again, that's not for everybody. Foreign films are not, are not for everybody. And generally foreign films, I don't even like mm-hmm. So to have a foreign film on the number one spot on my top 10. That's is huge. Crazy for me. Yeah. That's um, huge. Tigers are not afraid. Uh, was just hands down the best film that I watched this year. I think I knew from your reaction when you first mm-hmm. talked about it on this podcast right that that was going to land in your top 10 right and i would from that point on i was just curious where on your top 10 yeah i literally when i made my list i put tigers are not afraid and the uh, banana splits were the the first two (laughs) and then i just filled filled in the blanks (laughs) um so uh and that's like my uh that's my weird stretch going from banana splits to tigers are not afraid is just a weird thing but Mm -hmm. um i was uh excited about that awesome so patrick Let's see. It was Greg's number four and Josh's number two. Jordan Peele's Us. Nice. Nice. I just love the social commentary that he's throwing into his stuff because it doesn't have to be about people killing people. It's just got to be about how people treat people. Right. Mm -hmm. And I I think that's just as effective as anything else. I'm digging what he's doing. Mm -hmm. You know, is he going to have some shitball movies come out at some point? Of course he is. Not everybody is that great but he's on my top list of directors and, and filmmakers right now it's it's hard to follow your freshman film and your sophomore with your sophomore film and it be like on the same same level right level have you watched us since you've seen it in the theater yes I have you've not. watched it okay mm-hmm. i have not either i have not watched it since i've seen it in the theater i have it i'm letting it kind of simmer yeah. a little mm-hmm. bit uh, because i feel like if i the more time that goes by Watching it again, I'll appreciate it as much as I did the first. You'll time you'll I get that rediscovery, almost. right? Yeah, so absolutely, that's so good. Yeah, it's a great yeah. movie. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, my number one landed uh, Patrick's number five. Josh's number four. That was ready or <laughs> not. Fantastic again. Oh, that's great. I I love this movie so much. 
that a week before Christmas, I went to my wife and I said, I want to add one more thing to my list. I want the movie ready or not. And I got it. So I, it's just, it's, it's a fun movie. It is a fun movie. It's bloody. It's exciting. Samara weaving is absolutely incredible. Incredible. Um, just exactly like you said, she doesn't carry the film. The supporting cast is fantastic. All around, just a great movie. And I know we talked about it a lot last week, and so I won't dive too much more into it. But if you're if you're looking for a great movie, something recent, ready or not, pull the trigger and thank us later. Awesome. So I guess we matched up fairly well we had, with some of them. We had quite a few that, that overlap, not necessarily right. in the same level, but yeah. As any honorable mentions that are not that, that have not got mentioned um, on anybody's list? Mine weren't honorable mentions. If we wanted, to, I I, I kind of want to ask this: What's the biggest stinker that you watched this year? Oh Lord! Oof. If you could pick one, just one. If I could pick just one, the biggest stinker would be Child's Play. Yeah, I was going to say Midsummer. <laughs> no, it's going to be Child's Play or Pet Cemetery. Pet Cemetery was also on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's terrible. I the way they changed the ending in Pet Cemetery just right. pissed me off more than anything else that I made me hate the rest of the movie. Right? Okay. Yeah. But uh, Child's Play as an overall movie from beginning to end was just awful. As far as changing how the movie actually, like the overall movie, fuck. Uh, Child's Play changed the most. I yeah. think even more than Pet Cemetery. Yeah. Child's Play was not. It wasn't Child's Play. Play. Yeah. To me, it wasn't at all. So. Um, it was 20th century, 21st century Child's Play. Right, 100%. Which. So. No. Um, absolutely not. I only had one other honorable mention on my list. And again, it was on. It never made into my top ten, but it was, it was, it was definitely hanging around there. And that was Little Monsters. Mm-hmm. Um, I dug that movie a lot. Again, I couldn't, I couldn't justify having two zombie movies on my list. <laughs> so I had to go. Am I going to go One Cut of the Dead or am I going to go Little Monsters? And um, Little Monsters definitely uh, did not quite run with uh, One Cut of the Dead. Mm-hmm. So I had three more honorable mentions. I Trapped the Devil was one of those Indies that kind of stuck with me throughout the thing. Right. I couldn't put it in the top 10. The Dead Don't Die. I was going to ask. Which is, I mean, for me, it was a good movie, but it just didn't hit that level of horror for me that I wanted. It was a good movie. Other than that. Mm -hmm. I still have that at home. I borrowed that from you. I haven't watched it yet. But one that I really had trouble with not having on my top 10 was Maw. Yeah, it was considered also. And the reason it didn't make the top 10 is because the reason I enjoyed it so much was because of, and now her name is escaping me, Octavia, Octavia Spencer. Spencer. Spencer yeah. She carried that movie. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a solid movie. She was the one that made that movie good. Right. Especially with how her character reacted to the shit that happened to her uh-huh. and how they handled it in flashbacks and everything else. I really, really, really enjoyed her performance but I couldn't put it in the top 10 because it wasn't a solid movie overall. Sure. I had a hard time even putting it on my honorable mentions. And that was just because I didn't watch that movie as a horror film. Again, I watched it very much as a drama Mm -hmm. and even a drama without even really any horror elements in it. It was sad as far as what happened to her character. And I I think that's the way I was thinking of it with dead. Don't die as well. This is, Good movie. Right. Really good movie. Was it a really good horror movie? Not so much. Gotcha. Yeah. So that's why that one didn't really yeah. make it into my list at all. 
I didn't have many other honorable mentions. Again, it chapter two, just because it was one that I had seen and I didn't have any others that I really liked all that much. Biggest stinker for me this year was happy death day to you. I wanted to punch somebody in the face when I finished that. Did you? Oh my God. That's worse than the first one. Yeah. Oh, was it? The first one wasn't that good. Yeah, I know. I (laughs) Patrick. Sorry, Patrick. (laughs) I I watched those because I needed something to watch. It was a, uh, Oh, I had the word and I lost it. It was a uh, a last minute throw in. I need to watch something for thirty one days. Here, right. This is good. <laughs> right. I didn't see that one so, yet. It's it's so. not worth the time or the effort. Happy Maybe. Death Day Energy. to you or Escape Room. Happy Death Day to you. Best or worse or better or worse. Which one did you watch? Probably Escape Room. Wow. <laughs> 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 Complete dog shit. <laughs> yeah, I'd take Happy Death Day to you over Escape Room. Really? Yeah. Mm. Uh, escape room was at least somewhat original. I See, happy day happy to you to you. They just played too much on the first movie. Exactly. Oh my God. It was dumb. So awesome. All right. That concludes our top 10. We are going to plug away. Anybody got any plugs? Uh, my plug will finally show up on the next podcast. Awesome. That's exciting. So yeah. And I think it'll be more of a, to start off with uh, mm-hmm. definitely more of a group plug okay. than a me plug. True. I um, then I'll just, every podcast keep driving i haven't had a group plug since college i know right <laughs> i'm looking forward to my first group plug um, we'll go easy on you i appreciate it greg you should up, talk about I? you yeah, should talk I about know, your thing here all right so typically i plug greg the movie however i've dropped a, an announcement recently on facebook and instagram and i think i forgot twitter but i don't do anything with twitter so fuck that uh, as of January 1st, so two days from now, I will be shutting down GregTheMovieGuy.com. It is, it was, uh, it's announced with a heavy heart. It was a difficult decision, but it's, it's one of those things where I've been doing this for nine years. That's crazy. Nine fucking years. How many have you put out? Did you count what number you're at? Is that a curiosity? I'd have to go back and look. I'm saying I'm pushing to 25, 250, somewhere oh, wow. in that range. That's crazy. Yeah. That's um, good. which given nine years, if I had done this right, I probably should be a lot more, but you know, you, you jump into a blog and you kind of figure it out as you go along. And I think that's what's happened there. And the last two years, I feel like I just, I gave it everything that I could and it was, it's been fun. Uh, I've enjoyed being able to be creative and talk positively about movies. That was my biggest thing is, uh, is being a movie reviewer who talks positively and honestly about movies, you know, not every movie is going to spark something that you like, but there's something good within that movie. It is it is a director's baby. Give it the time or don't say anything about it at all. You know, uh-huh. it's it's one of those things. And while I've enjoyed doing it for the last nine years, there's there's a lot of other projects that I want to try and kickstart and see uh, how they go. And I just I I feel like it's a good time for me to step away and uh, and leave with uh, with good intentions and good heart feelings. And, right whatever you want to call it. So as of uh, January 1st, Greg, the movie guy.com will be no more. Will <laughs> you write one last one tomorrow? Just kind of taking it out or are you just going to let it go? You know, I've thought about that. I I've been razzed so many times and actually I, uh, I had set up my road to 200 was supposed to end with ET because I've never seen ET. Okay. You need to fix that shit by tomorrow. <laughs> Um, so I thought about doing that. You watch Happy Death Day to you, and you don't see E.T. E.T. is not a horror movie. Well, <laughs> here's the thing. I and again, this is I know this is going off the cast. And I no, should talk do about it. Off yeah. the cast, but I shared that E.T. short a, 
month or two ago. It was uh, it was like a it was oh that ad. Elliot was yeah, yeah it was, it was Elliot basically an up. ad, but yeah. it was mm-hmm. like it was basically a short. Yeah. yeah, and then got back. All I got back from Greg was I've never seen so ET. E. I don't get it. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, you review movies and you've never seen ET. I know. Fix this. shit I know. Now. It's terrible. It's terrible. Um, so um, that was that was one of my thoughts of is doing that. I may have run myself out of time. Right. But um, I have archived all of my blogs over to gregthemovieguy.blogspot.com, so mm-hmm. where I originally got started. I'm not saying that I won't ever review another movie again because I do enjoy doing it. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't want to get myself burnt out or put myself in a position where I absolutely don't want to go see another movie again. Right. So if I do, it'll be there. But for now, I'm just going to kind of step back and right. see, uh, see where else my, my creativity can take me. For sure. Very so. cool. Alien <clears throat> Patrick, go. <laughs> Hey, if you're a fan of the Frightcast, and we know that you are, make sure that you head on over to iTunes or whatever platform you're listening to us on and make sure that you rate and review us. You can also find us on all of the social media out there, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Just look for Midnight Frightcast. And also make sure that you check out our films at MidnightFrightFilms.com. Excellent. This has been the last episode of 2019, kicking off a new decade here in two days. Episode number 71, as Greg the Movie Guy, the other guy in the room, and the doctor of everything else. See you next year. We'll see you next year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.